Okay, welcome everyone. We're going to have some fun today. It's a, um, uh, everyone is fun. Sometimes when it talks about the destruction of, of an ancient power that was really bad to us and how there's justice, it speaks to us, but not, it's difficult because we don't remember exactly what they did wrong. And um, it's somewhat scary, you know, the, and uh, it's just a challenge. Whereas when there are other prophecies that are deal with the Jewish people. It's just a little easier to. I guess we should be happy. It's talking about someone else, get, you know, facing the music, and the, there are all kinds of uh, people that have done terrible things. And at the end of times, there will be a final accounting. Uh, but either way, every chapter is great. But um, th- these chapters that talk about messianic times are unusually exciting to us, because we're almost at the end of history. We're standing after the expulsion from Spain, and after the Holocaust, and after coming back to Israel. And we're, we're at the end of history. And no matter how you look at it, um, we strongly feel that we're nearing the end of, of the... the there, there seems to be a, a, a concept that there's 6,000 years of, of uh, the, that this particular time frame that we're going is a 6,000-year time frame. Uh, of challenges between Adam and Chava and Avram Avinu and uh, this, the history that we're talking about. Now, we may be wrong. We don't have things that are written in stone, but there's a perspective that we're nearing the end of, uh, the end of time, the end of an era. And um, you had people like the Chavetz Chaim who said, I, I think it was him, who felt that all of the requirements from Mashiach have been met meaning that it could happen. You know, it's, we're just, uh, there were very great people when they would hear commotion, they would say, hmm, I wonder, is he here today? <laughs> is he coming? Is, is she coming? Whoever, whatever, you know, whatever it's going to be, are we there? Is, is the redemption around the corner? Uh, we're definitely close. So therefore, these, um, all the earlier things that when they were said seemed unreal and seemed unlikely, they've all happened. And so when we have these prophecies about messianic times, uh, hopefully soon, so it should excite us because we're getting close, uh, and it may be close. So um, we don't know exactly how it will pan out, but some of the events uh, definitely have been, uh, have been close to us. So that's why I, I think it, it pays to pay particular attention to it. It might, be, it might end up being history. <laughs> it might be... Uh, So that is the... uh, Isn't it that there's two ways? It could be a good way and and it could be the end in a not-so-good way? So that's a good point. Hello, welcome. Um, There's there's two separate things. One is that it could happen that we get our act together. In other words, we we were in the Garden of Eden and we had everything good. And we had all the, you know, all, you know, was the, all the fruits and all the good stuff and the angels and the animal world was taking care of us and, and no worries. And uh, that didn't go well. Uh, but we believe that every generation, uh, people have another chance as long as people are alive. And maybe there'll be a generation where the people will get it right, that they'll do tshuva and they'll do the right things. And we'll cause the Mashiach to have to come because uh, the few people have done the right things and they will influence others and that will 
uh, well, that, that will make it so that Hashem will have to just send the Mashiach because, hey, we've all done tshuva or, we've, we, uh, or enough people have done what's needed. And some people are skeptical and they say, well, they had very holy people in previous times and Mashiach didn't come, so how, is, how are us in our puny little mitzvahs going to do it? But um, they, they always, uh, they give an analogy. Somebody, you know, there's certain mountains that are very high to climb and somebody came to the top of a mountain, they saw a little child and they said, how did, how did a child make it? He was born up here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we are, um, uh, we have... Uh, we're standing on previous generations. So all the heavy work has been done. In other words, all the big building blocks have been done. And so it could be that just a little bit more is needed to finish. So it could be Mashiach will come because we just will make that little last little effort will come from a certain place and it will just turn that corner and then Hashem will, that's one. The other possibility is that that won't happen. We'll never get our act together. And Hashem will say, well, this was a good experiment, but now let's send Mashiach because it's not going to happen through our means. Hashem will just decide, well, the time is up. It needs to happen. Right. Okay. With us among ourselves. Oh, I I don't know. I hope so. You know, there was a moment during COVID where I felt like it was, uh, things were happening. You know, something something funny was going on in the air. That was like, uh, uh, I thought maybe something, you know, I was listening, you know, getting ready in case Mashiach was around. So that possibility too. But besides that, we uh, there, there's a concept that good things come with challenges. The, the greatest thing is to create a child, a baby, and uh, that comes with labor pains. That's, and, th- and those are not fun, they tell me. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only man here today. That, so, um, and uh, therefore, there is a, a scary idea that when if mankind is going to change, um, to a new existence that'll be wonderful and special and uh, beautiful, that it w- something new will be born, that it may come with labor pains. And um, it's uh, sometimes uh, the one who goes through the pain is not, it doesn't want to be around or have to experience that. Uh, it's uh, today people choose not to have labor pains if they have the option. They you know they have epidurals or other things that, or natural ways or whatever may do it. But uh, so too when the idea that when Mashiach comes there'll be world wars and there'll be fights, uh, which very well may be. Uh, and we're we're okay to say that we prefer the, some of the sages said we don't want to have to have those labor pains that'll come with this new existence. So there is that part of it too, uh, that there is something scary, and uh, the idea also that uh, something good can happen without effort is a little bit of uh, um, we. That's not the standard feeling that. It, uh, it's not that we, we can want Mashiach, but we have to want to bring Mashiach. That, that's, that's always been the idea, that we want to uh, do uh, through serving Hashem in a good way and through acts of kindness. Uh, that's how we, that, I mean, that's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says that, you know, the Mashiach will come through Siddakah, you know, through kindness and love. It's, it's not going to come through magic by saying, I want it now, so it's going to happen. Uh, sometimes the... Uh, you know, people have that idea. If we just ask for it, then no, it's a little more than that. Uh, but, uh, but either way, so that's part of that discussion. So most people feel 
that this chapter deals with, uh, which many chapters deal with the, uh, the Messianic times. And so that's why it's very interesting. Uh, but it, because it's a prophecy, there are people who say, no, 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 this refers to something else. <laughs> so, but let's begin. By Yomahu, it'll be on that day. Hmm, what day is that day? That day that everybody knows about, <laughs> okay? By Yomahu, Yoshua Shirazah. There'll be a special song that will be sung. We're chapter 26, Yeshayahu. Um, when they talk about a song, uh, they don't mean uh, a song with just a musical song. The song in the Tanakh is a form of happy prophecy. It's a meaning that Hashem communicates to us in a very happy way, like the Shiras Hayam or the Shiras Devorah. Those were not just, oh, that's a great tune that you made up. That sounds great. No, no, no nice lyrics. It means that the people felt so close to Hashem that their soul burst open and connected and they sang like a, it's a very, it's a, it's a certain uh, idea of what a, what a song represents. It's not just a plain, uh, plain song. Um, the, uh, uh, I, I studied at a, a school called Tells, Tells Yeshiva. And um, it was a uh, transplant from Lithuania, with, from a famous school in Europe. And one of the founders of that school wrote a series of books called Shire Das, which are books of knowledge of different concepts. And one of his, well, there's a whole big, one of his themes uh, is about uh, Shira. What, what, what exactly is a Shira? What is a song? And it's a, I um, uh, can't say I've looked at it lately or I remember it that well, but that was one of the famous uh, themes that he developed was uh, the idea of Shira. It's almost like a, when a person is, uh, reaches a certain degree of happiness, the people that are musical, they just get a tune in their mind. You know, it, it just comes out. Uh, composers tell you that, that they have something happen to them and then it just, oh, and, and they don't even know what makes it, like all of a sudden it just burst out. Like uh, there's a certain creativity inside of us that when we're, we reach a connection with Hashem and a happy moment, that something will burst out. Um, so again, if we're not musical, I don't know what it'll be exactly, but it'll be, um, and there's a beauty to that when something comes from a person's deep inside and it's words coming from the heart. Um, and that, the, the songs that scripture talks about are those kind of songs. Uh, that's, that's the theme of the, of what, what a shira is. So when Mashiach comes, there's going to be one of these songs, but again, it's not just the nice catchy tune. It means something that, uh, we're going to burst forward something that we're going to be uh, the uh, a person's inner soul that we've longed for and we've waited for, that we've wanted to sing. And when we see it happening, it's just going to burst forward and everybody's going to join in and it's going to... Um, so that's going to be this song. Now, where are they going to sing this song? In the land of Yehuda, which is very interesting because as far as we know, uh, the 10 tribes... Uh, it's not clear that they're coming back, or at least not as a whole. Uh, so uh, the, the Jewish people that we know it are just Jews. That's just Judah. That's, that's who we are. We're Jews. We're not the, other, we're not the full ten tribes. There may be a, a small amount of the ten tribes mixed in with us, but we're basically um, the group that's going to come back. It's talking about Yehuda, which is, that's, that's what, um, second base in Migdush was basically just Yehuda. That was the... Uh, um, the, uh, the ten tribes, for the most part, were scattered. Uh, remnants of them will come back. Maybe some of them are hidden away. Who knows? But this song will be sung in the land of Yehuda. Ir Azlanu Yeshua. And um, 
it mentions the city. Uh, the assumption here probably is that that's Yerushalayim, uh, of course, because if there's any city, that's the city. But uh, this city will be for us to be a salvation. Yashis Chaimas Fechel, that uh, it's really our hope in our people, our hope in our belonging to our people will save us. Uh, there's some people that um, they kind of don't know anymore what it means to be a Jewish person. They, they've kind of just melted into the secular world, and it's so sad. It's really like, uh, you know, they're sweet and good, and they come from a good place, and then they just have fallen into the melting pot, and they're kind of lost to their people anymore. And it's just like, uh, but there are some people that cling on. They, they hold on. They want to belong to our people, and they, they see that as the, uh, uh, the, 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 their salvation. Those are the walls. Those, that's, that's what we cling to. Pisku Sharim. Now, th- there'll be people that uh, uh, will come back, and, uh, but you need to open the gate for them to come back. You need to open the doors. So uh, the, the, uh, the, the gates will uh, open up. Uh, there'll be gates that'll open up. Some of the Torahs talk about this, how the people that have been estranged, uh, they have difficulties that, that have caused them to distance themselves. And then in Messianic times, the pathways will open up. Well, the, the things that block them, that keep them from coming back, will smooth out, so to speak, so that it'll be easy to come back. Uh, the obstacles, you know, the, everybody has different obstacles that keep them from reaching their shlemus. That's all going to disappear. So over here in this song, we ask that the gates open up. Uh, the, uh, you know, really on, on Yom Kippur, we talk about the Ela is the closing of the gates. You know, we, before, you know, the, the gates are open and then, you know, there, there's that one special time of the year where Hashem, you know, is the, the gates are open and he comes down close by and, the, and then he goes, goes back and the gates start to close and we say, wait a second, we're not ready for it to close yet. But that's the, here we ask for the gates to open. Open up the gates, v'yavo, and let it come, goit tzadik. Let it come a righteous nation. Uh, now, we are just a nation, and the word goy means like, we, we're used to the word goyim, many nations, but there will be one nation that was righteous, that kept up uh, doing good things. And it describes it as the keepers of the faith, shomer amunim. There some people that have had that amuna, have had that faith. Um, some people feel we don't talk about faith enough. That it's, uh, um, for whatever reason, in America, it wasn't, uh, wasn't discussed, it wasn't pushed. Uh, in Europe, people had it automatically. Even people that weren't religious had great faith. It, it was, uh, um, I, I remember once, uh, uh, a long time ago, it was just, as though you always remember funny stories, the, uh, the, uh, there was a, uh, a uh, this was a, must have been a, an old Russian Jew, um, got out of Russia, the former Soviet Union, uh, was one of the few, came to America, and uh, he wanted to experience Judaism, so he would come to the yeshiva to study every now and then. He was really not very learned. He lost out because he grew up in communism. And he would come for Shabbos, and uh, he had a health issue, and he had to go to the hospital. And uh, so they went, someone went to the hospital with him, and he didn't, uh, he didn't speak English well. He spoke Hebrew. And so uh, the hospital, the first thing they did was uh, they asked him, do you have insurance? Yeah, of course, that's what hospitals do. They don't, they don't care. They don't know if you're dying, you're living, you're breathing. That's the first question is, do you have insurance? 
And so they said, so the, he, one of the Bukhrim went with him and he said, uh, said to him, do you have insurance? You know, in Russian, I don't know what insurance is. How do you, so he, he was trying to think of the words. So he said, bitachon, that's the Hebrew word for insurance. <laughs> is, uh, so he says, do you have... Now that's the word for I believe so, yeah. Wow. Uh, bitachon is, you know, it's, you know, you have, you know, you're guaranteed, you're backed up. Somebody's going to pay these bills. <laughs> So they asked him, they said, do you have, he said to him, do you have bitachon? Do you have faith? And he says, of course I have faith. <laughs> and they, he didn't, you know, do you have insurance was what he meant to ask. But, uh, but it was natural. It was so natural that it um, didn't matter, you know, how religious they were, they weren't. They believed in Hashem and they were connected. And they, um, it, it, that, I don't know what, how they gave that over, but the people were very, um, some people point out, by the way, they had a football game two weeks ago, and uh, one of the football players uh, had a stroke on the field. Yeah. Um, and the other players got on their knees and started praying. And everybody was like, The Sh-. doctors now say they don't know how he recovered the way he did. He's up and around. Oh, was he really? Yeah. I forgot his name, but he was a... Right. But, uh, but the idea that the people prayed, and some people were like shocked at that because... These were not people that were taught how to pray. But in a moment of, you know, you see like that, a healthy, big, strong football player just, you know, just, you know, loses consciousness and, you know, his heart stops beating. So everybody uh, instinctively turned to Hashem and said, only Hashem could help. They knew that was the... um, But uh, it's it's a shame because um, in some places, people just don't have it. They just, we don't know why... Some people, it comes easily and they have it. They have faith and they know Hashem in their heart and they turn to Him. And then other people, they just, they didn't get that part. Some of them went to Hebrew school and yeshiva and other things. And so um, they have groups now that try to, uh, are getting the, the day schools to talk more about Hashem or to, um, a lot of it they blame on Shabtai Svi uh, because uh, we had false messiahs and a lot of people did some funny things with, you know, oh, you know, this and that. And so they, they stayed away from mysticism. But on the other hand, not everybody had that bedrock, you know, that faith. You know, Hashem is with me. He loves me. He's going to care for me. I feel his presence, you know. Some, you know, some people, they just, no one ever taught him that. Or they, it didn't, they didn't pick it up. And some people picked it up instinctively. It was just there. Um, you come on a beautiful day. Uh, today, I didn't get a chance to really, and you take, you know, you look out. You, you, some, sometimes you can look out and sense Hashem is here. I feel it. And then other times, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not automatic. But we're called Shomer Amunim, uh, people, keepers of the faith. Um, some shuls chose that name. There are shuls that have that name, Shomer Amunim, keepers of the faith. Um, but that's the, let the righteous nation that keeps the faith. Uh, sometimes people jokingly say keep the faith, you know, like it's like an expression, you know, keep the faith, you know, that's the, but um, I think it's because it was, oh, it was almost, the Jewish people had that so automatically that no one ever thought, it's not something you teach in a class either. It just was passed down. Or, you know. It was in the home, you lived. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think when things were so bad for a lot of European Jews, there was nothing left but to have faith. You had to have something. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. Because the more elite Jews were 
<laughs> right, right. They had other stuff to keep them yeah. busy or to think yeah. about. Okay, that's that's so. Um, they're just interesting. Uh, the word used here is Shomer Amunim. And again, you'll run into that name. A lot of groups like that, you know, there are organizations that are called Shomer Amunim or Shomer this. Or, uh, but uh, there, there's a famous drusha, which has the word Amunim also means Amen. And they say that you keep the faith by saying Amen that uh, we, we make a certain number of blessings. And the, and the word amen is really like confirming the blessings. And so uh, the nation that says amen, that's the nation that's the keeps the faith. Okay. As we turn to, to Pasuk 3. Yetzer um, Samach. Um, the, uh, the one creature that relies on you, the one... Um, the people that rely on Hashem, which, is, which would be the Jewish people, and again, the people that have hoped to Hashem, that haven't forgotten Him. Uh, there are other, other people the, uh, who put their hope in all types of things. And um, we should know that religion in general is weakening. Um, the, uh, I mean, the Havdil, you know, the other religions, uh, the, some of them believe in Hashem, but they, they're not as strong as they used to be. Uh, American used to be a nation where people were God-fearing and they, you know, and God we trust and, you know, they, so some of them had what they call shittif, where they believed in like a little more than God, God and the sun or whatever. And we don't, we don't go for that, but we believe it's a good thing for people to believe in Hashem, you know, that all people need to believe in. That's one of the seven mitzvahs of B'nai Noach. And unfortunately, uh, it, it seems like it's becoming uh, harder and harder to find people faith. You know, they, they still exist. You still run into plenty of uh, people that, you know, believe in God and do the right thing. But Yetzir Samach, the, the, uh, the special people that kept the faith, that's us. Yetzir uh, Shalom Shalom, Hashem should give them with peace. That's Hashem should protect us with peace. We live in a world where there's a lot of war. We need peace. Yetzir Shalom, peace with you. It's a double peace. Peace with each other and peace with the uh, outside forces. Ki b'chabatuach. Because uh, we trust in God, we trust. We keep our trust in Hashem. And we've always trusted you, Hashem, throughout all generations. You are the rack. Uh, so in the old days, they used to have an insurance company. Uh, it was called, I think they used to say, get a piece of the rack. Uh, but they wanted to say that a lot of, uh, a lot of times people, um, they wouldn't... Uh, they, had, they put their money into companies and the companies went bankrupt. They were trying to say that uh, if you had a large rock like Stone Mountain, it's not going to disappear. It's not going to go anywhere. If you, if you uh, uh, travel and you, you don't visit a city, you come back after many years, things look different. There's new buildings, there's new house, but there's a big rock. It's not going anywhere. It's, you can depend on it being there. We got a piece of the... So Hashem is described as a rock. Um, we say that in Arda, Hashem suri Hashem is my rock and my redeemer. He's, I, I can depend on him. It's not going anywhere. Other things might move. They might not be around. They change. But Hashem is a rock. He's the, he's the rock. Hashem is the rock of all generations. He's always, uh, um, listen, we're still here. You know, there's so many nations that try to destroy us and there's so many uh, things that have affected other people and we are here right now. Isn't that a miracle? Like it's just a, uh, an amazing thing. Ki hashach um, um, There were other people who were very high and mighty uh, who were brought down. Kriya niska v'yashbilanu. 
Um, and uh, sometimes because people were so arrogant, that's what brought them down. But there have been mighty nations, big nations. Yashbilenu ad arts. Hashem is going to trample them. Ad offer to the dust. There were big and mighty, big powers, universal powers. It's interesting. This word marom sounds like Rome. <laughs> like Rome was brought down. But there were big, mighty powers that people... Uh, you know, the Germans, they say the thousand-year right, you know, they, they conquered the whole of Europe. They were going to be around forever, you know, and they're gone. Communists, they, when we grew up, it was the big thing, the Iron Curtain and the, the communists are gone. You know, there, there's, there's a nation called Russia that's there that's not very pleasant, but they're not the communists. It's not the same thing. It's not what the, uh, uh, the you know, they came and they went. Um, I mean, even in our time, we got rid of ISIS, you know, that was a big... You know, big power for a little while now. It's just a few, uh, it, it's, it's, it's disappeared. So like these big, mighty players come on the scene and uh, some of them are arrogant and do terrible things and Hashem will bring them down and they're going to get trampled. And who's going to trample on them? The feet of Ragle Ani, the feet of the poor people. Simple, humble people. The meek will inherit the, the earth. The people that are not haughty and don't think that they're... Uh, the, Hashem loves people that uh, um, don't, uh, don't have high thoughts about themselves, that don't think that they are anything special. That's, um, they, they just appreciate whatever Hashem gives them. They're special in Hashem's eyes. Oruk letzadik meisharim. Hashem has a special way for the righteous people that is straight. Hashem will help the righteous come back. He will help people find their way. Hashem. And um, now, this we kind of were asking before is that when Mashiach comes, uh, and in general, uh, we know Hashem uh, rewards the good and punishes the bad. And so uh, there, at the end of time, there'll be an accounting. And uh, we've made mistakes also. Every one of us has made mistakes. And so even though we know that there'll be mishpat, we still hope for it because we know it's the mishpat of Hashem, which is righteous. You know, we, we, can, we can handle mishpat when we know it comes from a true place. You know, it's what's really deserved and what's really earned. Even though uh, we all know that uh, some things Hashem uh, uh, might be upset with us for, and rightfully so, but your mishpat Hashem that we hope for, l'shimcha, l'zukrecha, tavinafsh, and for your name and your memory, I have a big desire. Uh, that's what we desire: is your spirit. Nafshi visi belayla, my soul calls out to you at night. So there, some people say night is during the gullus when things are dark and we need your help. We call out to Hashem, you know, because that's the... Um, there is something special about nighttime that at night a person can connect to Hashem. The day things are busy, you know, there's all kinds of other noises around, but sometimes in the, in the darkness of night uh, you can experience a, uh, something very spiritual, like an awakening to Hashem, like you can sense His presence. That's, uh, that's hinted to, uh, my soul desires you during the night. I have that. Uh, um, I, um, uh, sometimes you don't fall asleep right away. And uh, during the day, especially now where people have smartphones and other things, where every second of the day there are distractions. 
Sometimes that's the only time it's just you and Hashem. It used to be when you took a long car ride that you could be in the car alone with you and Hashem, but now you play stuff and you hear things to keep you occupied and you don't... Uh, sometimes just being alone with Hashem, um, you know, at night or sometimes it's just, you know, you and Hashem and it causes you to think and to communicate uh, to Hashem. And that's um, a person sometimes says, well, why am I talking... When, when you, you're in bed and you're not sleeping, you should talk to Hashem. That's the perfect time where you're sold to, to even to, you know, to, have, to communicate. Now, it's nice if you, if you do it in Shemot Esrei. And, you know, some people have that talent where they can do it as part of their prayer when they daven. Sometimes people avoid that because then they get too distracted if they get too personal and too... But there's nothing wrong with, uh, uh, with that. And that's, um, it's described here that nighttime is the time when people... Uh, their soul like yearns for Hashem. Uh, you know, they want to speak to Him. Af ruach bekirbi, and uh, my spirit inside me. We believe each one of us has a uh, a, a soul inside us, a, a spiritual part. Eshach recha. I hope for you. I seek you out. There's everybody has that neshama, that spark. Kikasher mishvatel oritz tzedek lamdu sevel, and we uh, believe that you'll teach us and the other residents of the world how to proceed, how to do righteousness. Um, now, there are some people that we feel haven't earned uh, the right uh, to be around in Messianic times. And so that's kind of asked over here. Yukon, Russia, what about the wicked? What about the people? Uh, we all know those people who we <laughs> don't feel have earned it or have, have, have seemed particularly bad. What about them? Baalam and Sedek. Uh, those people that refuse to learn righteousness, they refuse to, to uh, they're, they're given the message how to turn to Hashem, and they don't. They, they go crooked. They, they get corrupted. They won't see the Messianic times. They won't see the glory of Hashem, the greatness of Hashem, because they, uh, they refuse to, they're given opportunities to be good, to learn Sedek, and they just won't go that way. Hashem Hashem when you pick up your hand, they, they just don't see. They're like blind. And uh, they will see uh, you, uh, the jealousy for your people. And the enemies of the Jewish people will be eaten up. But to us, Hashem will bring peace. And uh, you will have brought about many, many things. Verse 14. And uh, we could see this being the land of Israel. Um, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem, you're our God. Bo'leinu uh, Adonim We've had other rulers. We've had uh, other people. We, we really are tired of paying taxes that go to, to waste. That go to, in the ancient times, they paid taxes, and the nations of the world used them for the idols. They used them for their temples to buy their gods and their services. And, and we, it was like if you went to these cities and you paid the entrance fee, you were covering the cost for these idols and things. And um, we, uh, you know, many of us, uh, sometimes you like the government, sometimes you don't like the, the government's wasting our money. We're paying, we're using our money for things that we don't believe in. Um, and so we've, uh, part of the gullus is that we're forced to have masters that uh, uh, do things uh, not what you want. And so we look forward to the time where we can serve you and only you. Levad b'chad naske and mention your name. Mesim um, 
Now, there are some people that have passed on that will not come back to life, that we're never going to see again. Refoyim, there are some people that are very sick and are not uh, going to get up. But therefore, they, the reason why that they're not going to come back or they're not going to get better is because they refuse to see the light. And their memory is lost. Uh, he's actually going to, we're going to hint to, we're going to see psukim that talk about what we call tchiyasamesim, that the dead are coming back. Uh, and uh, some people feel it's going to happen in messianic times, and some people feel it's after messianic times. Um, we believe that uh, people have a spirit, and the spirit is not physical. It's not, it's not, it's not blood and guts and other stuff. It's a spirit, and it's, it, it's, uh, it still exists. And even though people no longer have a body, their spirit exists. And uh, we believe that there'll be an existence where we're going to see them again, uh, that the dead will come back to life. Uh, that's Tchias Mason. We believe that there'll be this eternal thing. And uh, some people didn't live in such a way that there's any reason to have them come back. Whereas other people have heard that, that they were good and special and unique, and of course they're going to come back. Uh, they haven't left us. So Hashem, and Hashem, we've called out to you uh, in prayer, uh, and uh, you tried to uh, reach these people, uh, the, uh, these other nations and these other people. Um, and uh, just like a pregnant woman cries out when it's close to birth, uh, she screams, we too are like a person that uh, is crying out and giving birth, meaning that we're experiencing pangs and difficulties, but we believe that it will lead us to a greater good. Uh, it's as if we have conceived Ruach, um, and we haven't yet given birth. We gave birth to wind. We haven't seen the results of that childbirth. Yeshua's um, Baal Nasa Eretz. And uh, um, the, um, it hasn't happened yet where the uh, uh, salvation was happened. Uh, and the wicked people are still there. So it's describing this um, back and forth, the upheaval at the Messianic times. Yechumesim. The dead will come back to life. Um, that's this Pusik 19. Or well, well, you should bring them back. Yakumu Hekitsu Ranana, those people that dwell in the dust. Kitala Recha. There's a description of the dew. There's a, a, uh, a life-giving dew that Hashem has. There'll be a certain time where uh, that, uh, the people in the dust, which refers to people that have passed, will be brought back. Veritzerfoim tapil. And um, the, uh, uh, the people, the wick, basically the bad people will disappear and the good people will come back. Lake now. What are we going to do when this is happening? When the uh, when it'll come that time? So uh, it's interesting. It says, "Come with me into our rooms." You know, during the scuds in the Iran Iraq War, where they sent scuds, people used to go to like designated rooms and they, they taped it closed to keep the gases out. And that's what you were supposed to do: was like go to your room. It was like go to, and this verse like almost describes like there'll be this. Um, uh, messianic giving birth where there'll be great upheaval and there'll be uh, a lot of punishment happening, earthquakes and uh, other things where uh, 
uh, the, the, and uh, it's a scary time. And so we have to go into our rooms and close the doors, so to speak. Chavi, kamat rega. You know, just, uh, just a second, just a few seconds that we wait, ad yavor, and then it'll pass. Um, the Pesach story, we also had to go into our rooms and wait for the angel of death to pass over. Um, there's something, that was right before our freedom. We had this great upheaval with the ten plagues and the Egyptians being punished and the firstborn being killed. And e- Egypt was the prototype for the future redemption, that there will also be this time in the night where it's very scary and these powerful forces will be passing over and not everybody's going to make it. The firstborns or whoever in society will die. And uh, we have to uh, stay in our rooms and uh, uh, eat our matzah, so to speak, uh, until it passes. Let's just wait a second until the anger passes. But what will happen? Behold, Hashem will come out of his space. He's like withdrawn from this world. Or we chased him away, but he's going to come back out. Lifkot avon Yoshe Oretz. And he's going to remember the sins of the people. The Gils Oretz is Demeha. And he's going to reveal, uh, the land will reveal who, who killed and who harmed and who was wicked. And we won't have a world where injustice will be there, that people will get away with murder. You know, that's the expression. They're getting away with murder. That's, uh, that's not going to happen anymore in, in Messianic times. So uh, this is, like I said, it's a uh, very colorful, beautiful description of, the, um, uh, of a time where uh, we'll be close to the end of that pregnancy, so to speak, where there'll be this new life uh, where the wicked and the arrogant will be punished and the people that have faith. Uh, will be rewarded and they'll be saved and there'll be salvation. Um, and uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, we look forward to that and that's described over here in, in the Navi. Uh, exactly how, uh, we don't know, but uh, we look forward to it, hopefully soon. Yes. <laughs> okay. That in the spring, the, 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 the,